All right, guys. So we have another episode of MC Anime. We're on the 14th episode. I'm MC Anime. We have the fe- a fellow co-host with us today. Hey, it's me, Slagoose, but you can just call me Goose. So Goose to Goose. I think it's a really good fitting character name for the new co-host. So, uh, do you want to introduce the new topic we're discussing today? Sure. Uh, today we are going to be discussing psychic wielders in anime. And for anyone that doesn't know what psychic users are, they're, the main concept is power over the mind, telepathy, teleportation, moving objects with the mind, uh, ESP. There is lots of subcategories in psychic abilities that psychic as a whole can also be medium. People that talk to the dead or read your mind. There's different elements in the community where a psychic is. I feel it's important to know some of those. You don't have to know all of them. So what do you appeal of psychics in general? Psychic powers are probably amongst my favorite. Um, just because I, I like the sort of magic that is associated with them. Um, and just kind of this thought that, like, you know, the, the brain is such an amazing organ. And to think that there's this potential that could be untapped, where, I mean, you could do the unthinkable with thoughts, um, is just, it, it's incredible to me. So I, I definitely, yeah. um, that's why I wanted this to be the very first uh, podcast that we got to do um, with me is because I, I really, really, really enjoy um, psychic characters, so... And for anyone that doesn't know, uh, humans have the capacity of psychic-like abilities, but we only use 10% of our brain. So if we actually use uh, utilize more percentage, then we can actually get closer to that quote-unquote telepathic powers that we, we could have, but that's not the case. What kind of go to um like uh there's there's a lot of a little off topic but there's a lot of like twin theories um where people who are perhaps um conjoined twins or um like identical or fraternal twins sometimes um will say that they can sort of hear or experience what the other twin is feeling or thinking so it is kind yeah. of interesting it, it's hard because there's no measurable data. I mean, you can't hear somebody else's thoughts, so it can't be proven, or disproven for that matter. Um, But it is really interesting to think um, stuff like that, or like the Mandela effect, you know, how much Mm. uh, we're in control of our minds, but also how much our minds know that we're not even aware of. Oh, yeah. And the, the, it's the state of the human brain in which we don't fully utilize everything that we could possibly use, we're only limited by the 10%, and we don't necessarily know why. 
which I think is interesting in that aspect. But go back to psychics. Um, the characters that we are analyzing through this the psychic user persona are as the following. A Psyche Kuso from the Disastrous Life of Psyche Kai. Tetsumaki from One Punch Man. Yu Otoro Saka from Charlotte. And Lucy from Elfin Lied. So the first character we're doing is Psyche Kai Kuso. So with Psyche Kai Kuso, how do we introduce to him and how does the anime play out for his psychic abilities? Well, it's really hard to try to explain Psyche K because he can do pretty much anything. Um, a, a really good comparison I would make is if you've seen One Punch Man, what Saitama is to strength is what Psyche K is to telepathy. Gotcha. So yeah. pretty much if it can be done and even if it can't, he can do it. Yeah. Um, I've seen there's episodes where he rearranges rooms. He completely like destroys walls and rebuilds walls and um, freezes time at one point. He has uh, he has hot pink hair, um, and that's a an unnatural color in our world. You know, most people have black, red, brown, um, blonde hair, and that is how his world was until uh, he convinced. Uh, subconsciously, the entire universe that yeah. hot pink hair was normal. So um, everybody else's hair started growing in, you know, abnormal colors like purple and blue and things like that. Um, so he really, he just kind of has control over everything. Um, no matter what he does, he can't help but be in control of things. And for people, knowing what the anime is about. He's a high school student with powerful psychic abilities, tries to live an ordinary life by keeping his true nature a secret from the many quirky classmates and anyone else he comes across. And it's very important that the classmates are always putting him in danger or putting him on the alert because they, he never knows when they show up. They just show up out of nowhere at random. It's like uh, the Minecraft server. All the different monsters spawn at random places, so you have to be alert when they come around you. What do you think? I, I see uh, Psyche K as being a, a satirical um, comedy. So mm -hmm. the, the other characters definitely... They're they're all very interesting, um, and they're all stereotypes and tropes. Um, so there's the girl that everybody's in love with, except for Psyche, and no matter how hard she tries, everybody's just subconsciously attracted to her, except for Psyche, because like everybody else's mental ability is weaker than his, so he can't really be affected by other people and there's like really 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 dumb characters and characters who want to be as cool as psyche and he kind of just wants everybody in the world to just leave him alone yeah he doesn't get any peace 
throughout all the journeys that he goes through. And it's kind yeah. of funny because you try to see, you know, with Psyche Kai, his parents were as normal as they can be. They were so normal that the anime actually puts on emphasis, oh yeah, they're totally normal. And then Psyche Kai as, a, as an infant is already displaying sensitive ability, abilities and awareness around him. Yeah, and it's it's definitely interesting that, like, he's kind of just, he was just born super smart and super intuitive and with all of these abilities, and they kind of just exponentially get stronger as he gets older. But, yeah. you know, there I, I can't think of a different, um, like, all-being sort of power. Um, yeah that is is just born um most other super powerful um ultimate level characters that i know of have all done something to get mm. there um but psyche is just he's he was kind of just like born a god and is just in control of everything yeah. and you know Another note about his psychic powers, you know, he has astral projection. He can also use possession when projection his, his astral form. He can take over someone else's body, um, biolocation. Bioloca- he also has, like, clairvoyance, the classic psych, yeah, curse, electrification. But he also has, like, invisibility, mediumship, memory alteration, some mind control, which I really think it's weird that he has petrification as a power. I don't know why he has the ability to put people into stone. The heck? Does that make any sense to you? No, I... When it comes to Psyche, I stopped trying, very early on, (laughs) I stopped trying to figure out what he was doing, and I just watched it and enjoyed it. Because there was just so much that that he's capable of that I I just, I was like, cool, yep, this this is fun, I enjoy watching this. And I kind of just gave up trying to understand it because he's too strong for his own good. Oh, yeah, and especially when he, uh, for example, when he made, like, unusual hair color and eye colors commonplace, uh, they actually had an ability called genetic manipulation. So he was able to alter the DNA, and DNA is very... It's a very interesting manipulation in that aspect, because if you can change someone's chemical makeup, you basically alter who they are and what they are. That's kind of scary, though. If he made the entire hair color pink and other natural colors a common place, what else can he do that's just beyond what we can think of? 
Yeah, and it kind of goes, it reminds me of like Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man gets bitten by a radioactive spider and then yeah. all this genetic recombination happens and boom, he can shoot spider webs from his wrists. Like that's not from a biological scientific standpoint. That's not how that works. Um, but, and it also kind of begs the question of, is Psyche really in control of everything that he's in control of? Or is he just convincing us as the viewer that he is? But because he's so powerful, he is in control of everything. And then it starts going into an inception kind of path. And that's, that's where I get lost. Yeah. And the only actual weakness is the uh, tenors or the uh, things he used for the power dampener. If he doesn't have, if those are like interfere or obstructed in any way, it can actually make him unaware of what he's doing and he can lose control not over his body, but also his mind and related powers as well. So he, he actually does have a weakness. The weakness just backfires in him not being able to control anything. That's why you see him as a character wearing the antenna like transmitter power dampeners. That's the only way I can say that's like a a unique thing to him, except the pink hair, which he did himself. So it's almost like he is so strong that his only weakness is his strength. Yes. What were the writers on? Like, were <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, how do you come up with that sort of idea that, oh yeah, let's make a character that's so strong that his only weakness is that if we don't limit his strength, he is more strong than he was already being the strongest. <laughs> it's like uh, when we see Rock Lee wearing all the weights on his body and then he lets them go and he gets faster. Except, like, instead of just getting faster, he, like, oh, yeah. breaks the, the time barrier. Like, he becomes the Flash. Yeah. Like, that's, uh... <laughs> Force telepathy, immediate, teleportation, thought of graphity, great picture-perfect photos just by thinking it, time travel, time leaps. He can even trans have transformation, shapeshift, morph. Even as X-ray vision, I don't know how he does all of this, but but also he has a bunch of useless abilities as well. Childification, the power to regress someone's mind to that of a child. So, I don't know. I think him as a character is really interesting. It provides. Not only is he powerful, but he just wants to live his life. He wants to eat the puddings he always enjoys. Every time I see one of those, I want to try it, but I know I won't like it. <laughs> you want to try the pudding that he always eats? Yeah. And, and I mean, they can look, get mad and eats it. They look really good. I mean, I'm that way with rice pudding. I love rice pudding. And there have oh been several gosh. times where, like, it'll be in my fridge and you know, somebody will come home and be like, oh, hey, yeah, I ate your rice pudding. And I'm like, you what? But I don't know. I, I see him eat it and it looks so good. And 
And, you know, he spent, oh, how, I can't remember how much he spent on that super expensive, nice one. Um, but it, it was like, I think the equivalent of like a hundred dollars or something for some yeah. pudding. And it's like, I like, is it really that good? I want to try it, <laughs> but I have a feeling that I will not like it. Well, yeah, because, you know, who knows what the food tastes like in that universe. And speaking of, you know, Psycho Kai being like One Punch Man, how about we do Tazimaki from One Punch Man? What's your beliefs about Tatsumaki? I... It's really interesting to me to see the other strong characters in One Punch Man because they kind of all feel like... um, I I don't know. Like, all of the characters in One Punch Man are, are again, like, uh, satirical, stereotypical kind of characters. But... and, And she's just kind of that, like edgy goth girl um don't get me wrong she's adorable and i i can't help but like her as a character yeah but it's also like of course we have this character in this show of course you know she hurls around giant rocks and like and i isn't she like like really old isn't she like in her 30s but she looks like she's like 10 i think so yeah she's like older than Saitama and the other people. Yeah, um, she's also known as the Tornado of Terror. Yep. For anyone that doesn't know how she got that ability, her being the most powerful Esper in the series basically can make she can have all the debris around you and launch it at you. So that's why how the Tornado of Terror was formed. Uh, her psychokinetic output surpasses even uh, Dino Shoop. She's capable of absolutely stopping a very powerful bombardment attack from Bull's giant spaceship, as well as sending them back to the ship with the same, if not more, force. So, she... Okay, so... Is that... Her tornado of terror, does that actually match her personality when she's not in the... using the psychic abilities? Or is that just what the battle name in battle is. She, I, I don't know. I kind of see her as being that sort of edgy teen character. Mm-hmm. Like if I could compare her, it would be to, um, Oh, what's the, the girl from the Deadpool series. Mm-hmm. It's like teenage. Oh, you talking forehead. about, uh, yeah. The psych- um, the psychic. The yeah. That's kind of how I see her as being this like bratty sort of teenager who's actually yeah. like a middle-aged woman. But um I don't I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting that somebody who's kind of has this like pent-up anger would then use like all of the garbage around her. Because that's pretty much what like all the rubble is that she uses is essentially just garbage. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that as a whole, but I think it is, it is interesting that that is her power. 
Yeah. Um, compared to, you know, like the way that she looks, it it could be expected that she maybe could like conjure something or use some sort of like otherworldly type of psychic powers, like uh, yeah. Raven from Teen Titans. But yeah. instead, she. Well, I don't think Raven had psychic powers. I think Raven more had the, the powers of, of her father, of demon yeah, but... origin. I think if I had to classify Raven's powers, yeah, the, the, I would the, definitely. The powers of Raven is based on her emotions. So if her emotions get out of hand, then you actually see the different uh, emotional power, like colors, such as with her different moods take different forms. Sure, classify her though as like any sort of, yeah, um, like variety of her power. I'd probably put her in with the psychic people just because, like, yeah. That is like it's the it's brain power unless there's like a dark magic kind of category, but that's I think a bit more niche than yeah. you know just the overarching like psychic. Um, but I don't know. At the same time, I feel like you know this tornado chick is like I mean she's just like an airbender. <laughs> and yeah, and the uh, she. And her background as an esper really ties into her abilities. Because if any individual who possesses telepathic or psychokinetic powers, and in this, there's nat- various races naturally awaken, can harness psychic powers. Uh, espers are quite rare, but once they awaken, they have become quite powerful in their own right. And she is the strongest psychic companion in the universe. And also a, I think, yeah, S class rank two professional hero in the Hero Association. So yeah, she is S class. Yeah. Which you know, say Thomas like C class because he doesn't even try. But that's a totally different discussion. That's you know, him being him. And she's also part of... She has an older sister and a self-declared teacher of Fubuku? Fubuku's interesting in that way for... Let's see. Yeah, Espo. Okay, so she's the teacher of Fubuku, meaning she's having... a a student named Fubuku, and she teaches her how to use powers as well. But she also has, you know, the they're called the Psychic Sisters together, but she's also on her own name by herself, even if she's not classed with a sister as well. I feel like there's a lot of siblings in One Punch Man. Yeah. Doesn't it also... Start off with like, um, there's like a brother. That's like one of the first people that Saitama fights is a brother who is like experimenting on his brother, and then he like becomes gigantic. Yeah. You know, she's what we have, like, she's 
like, you know, emerald green eyes and green hair. So, I I really think it's really striking with the green hair with the psychic ability because she's not seen as a an esper or a psychic necessarily with the green hair. What do you see with her in the green hair? What kind of character do you see from her? The the biggest discrepancy between her appearance and her actual traits yeah. is not so much how she looks and her being psychic, but what her actual ability is. Yeah. I I think that because it's on like the blue uh side of the teal kind of color, yeah. I wouldn't picture her waving rocks and air around. Like for yeah. that, I would think either like a dark foresty green or perhaps something that's like um like a really like icy blue. And mm-hmm. I think she definitely looks a psychic part, but the fact that she's has like wind energy, it just doesn't seem to match up to yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, personality wise, she's rather brash, moody, hot headed, impatient, you know, disrespect for the people, especially those who she deems incompetent. And tolerant to those she deems impermanent, and also shown she slammed Guinness in a large piece of rubble for retaliating against her verbal abuse of Saitama. So she's very aggressive, very. I don't know. Do we like see different sides of her other than that, like, old artist persona, tough exterior? think that like I would I would definitely see her more with icy blue rather than that sort of teal color because she yeah like you said she's very harsh and a very cold kind of person and you know anything reminding of her childhood is basically a strong dislike despising the criminal monsters who involve kids and dangerous, hopeless situations. So, you know, her being a hero and seeing the villains do these things, it brings up lots of, you know, emotional trauma. So she just retaliates with brute force or a more aggressive manner to these to these individuals. It really says a lot about her as a character. For now, not only, you know, she she has a reason to be mad. Even if it's in the past. Usually, you know, compensating for the past tends to be a really big motivation in doing an action and justifying your actions. Relation between the way she looks and her trauma, mm-hmm. considering the fact that she is supposed to be older, but she looks like a little kid. Yeah. And that, you know, anime's portrayal of characters and how maybe slow they age or how old they are is a totally different line of continuity issues. They don't I mean, look the part at all. Saitama worked so hard, his hair fell out. So... <laughs> Yeah. 
And I also think the uh, dynamic with Saitama is really interesting as well. I don't know. I think Saitama, as he relates to everybody in the entire one universe, is just weird. Like, the whole... Everything is just weird. There's Genos, who is, like, obsessed with him and is like, ah, master, like, teach me your ways. And Saitama basically just did some push-ups and jogged around a lot and somehow is the strongest person in existence and then you know there's other characters like um puri puri prisoner and there's really strange like the the um the guy the kid with the like inappropriate chin and there's like big lobster guys like there's just so much going on that it's really hard to even try to figure out what any sort of um, like underlying character relations there are because even just trying to figure out who the characters are is its own struggle. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good wrap up what Saitama is and what they represent. Um, We're going to go on to the next character. um, Gyu Otorosaka. And this is the anime Charlotte. Now, this was the only character that you had brought up that I really don't know much about. Yeah. Um, Uh, He's the main protagonist of the story, a first-year transfer student at Hashirimi Academy. He has the ability to temporarily possess a person for five seconds. However, it's later revealed that this actual ability is still the abilities of the person he possesses through possession. Towards the end, he becomes widely known and feared as the one-eyed Grim Reaper. He's also the younger brother Shunsuke Otaksa Otorosaka and the older brother of Ayumi Otorosaka. So, you know, he's... You know, for the main character, for five seconds in the beginning to just possess you... But also steal powers in the in the process is interesting. What do you think of people of possession and stealing powers? Uh, it reminds me of the copycat ability or something like that. Does it retain the powers after the yeah. five seconds? Yeah, he can actually steal the powers as well. Make okay. it his own. Yeah, that could be really dangerous. But five seconds isn't very long. Well, at first, he only knows of the five seconds, but later it's actually a longer possession period. So I feel like the longer he possesses someone's uh, through possession and using the powers, I feel like in the process, he's basically not himself anymore because he's someone else. That's what the limitation of mind control is. If you basically go in someone's mind and like take over eventually you're going to be you you're not going to be yourself anymore in that aspect is it uh, possible he has the that to give someone approximately it's a he uses to possess honor students during the exams to memorize their answers uh 
mind gleam and his pupils become like teal. His body becomes unconscious, so it's similar to the mind jutsu of Naruto. Um, he can use other abilities while controlling the bodies. However, the five-second limit still applies. As of that world is no longer here, it reveals his true identity's plunder, which takes someone's ability away from them. Seems to have no limit to the number of abilities they can steal, which prove useful to plunder every ability in the world. Okay, so the side that we see the five seconds has a hidden side of the plunder. Plunder is also referring as looting or possession. Ability to, to take over the body with the, is the user's conscious takes over and after that both the target and the user will gain control of the bodies. If the target of plunder is another ability user, their ability will be stolen. The target will not be able to use their ability, and the user of plunder will gain new ability. So what do you think about that? Plunder being the other aspect. Like a snowball for like abilities. Like he just he can just get one yeah. and hop around and get more. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a little broken, especially since I, yeah. I haven't gotten that this anime is uh, yeah. as satirical or comedic yeah. as the other ones. Yeah. So I feel like it's a little broken. Yeah. And it also reminds me of the uh, All for One uh, in My Hero Academia. He can't... I think he was... I think the... One of the first users to develop powers, and he just eventually gave everyone powers until it came commonplace. But he can also steal your ability in a second and also give it to someone else. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like that is maybe pushing the envelope a little too much. Yeah, like you can't... I just have a similar vibe from that. It, it, I know I, uh, mimicry is also a power too, so I think it's more mimicry kind of thing. I just like to think of psychic abilities of, as kind of being like this really special knowledge. Yeah. You can't unlearn something, really. I mean, like you could forget it, but you can't take somebody else's knowledge unless you like physically go into their brain and like yeah. it, it just doesn't work like that. Like I don't think that you should be able to take away an ability unless there's some sort of physical manifestation that gives cause as to why yeah. you lose that ability. Um you know like anime and uh whatnot that have like charms. Yeah. Where like there's a physical representation for something. But yeah. if there isn't that physical representation, I don't think that you should be able to just take a power away. Oh, wow. After gaining time leap, he goes back in time and wakes up in the morning before he di before Ami dies. Stuffy stops him from, from Ami from a classmate and then on the way home. Oh, gosh. So, it's really different how he gains different abilities, but he also uses the different abilities. It's like the ability itself is like taking the person's, the aspect of the person's mind and that that's persona is left inside him, which is the 
power origin of the other person. Like their own entities? Like, does he have all of these different personas like floating around in his head, or does he just get their abilities? Um, it's really hard to say what Plunder is specifically. There's like so much explaining what Plunder is. Uh, how I feel like in the aspect of Plunder itself. There's still the limitation of five seconds to possess the ability. But if he copied someone with the ability of time leaping, then for that whatever amount of time, he still has the effect of time leaping in him. So it remembers the effect of the possession in the five seconds. Too complicated. I like the guy who made his hair pink. Yeah. <laughs> you, you like Psyche guy with the hair, pink hair? Yeah, that's easy. That's easier to understand. He can do anything. There are no rules. There are no limits. Like, I don't know. I like the completely unrestricted power. Um, yeah. Because I think once you start putting rules to it, it gets so much more complicated. But you also have to take into consideration, like, are these rules realistic enough that they're yeah. believable within the world? Like, um, you know, like the whole genetic recombination thing. Is it scientifically yeah. accurate? No. But can we understand that maybe, perhaps, science, there's a way that, like, the genes could rearrange themselves? Like, yeah, I could see it, right? There are There is genetic manipulation. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, but to like steal someone's abilities and bounce around like that, that's, that is too much for me. It's too much. Too much. So you act like, you know, but I think it's really interesting how they limit it within the scope of five seconds, but that's all in the five seconds is all they need. The spites sound like funs and games. It's one of the, Gravious flaws other than time leap. Each person he loops on, the more the more his memories fade due to the overload of information he gains from looting each ability. If user able to wield every ability for himself, he'd be a large threat. But there's so much information that he has. If he gets too much, it can be information overload. So basically, it's like. When he possesses someone, he takes a part of them with him in his own mind. And that information visualizing is like the, I think it's the memory of the power itself. Do you think that, or you just think it's totally out there? I think that it's. Uh... And I haven't seen the anime in full, so I reserve harsh criticisms for that reason. But I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out that the, the biggest like limit is that it could be overused, but that there's a time element. It's like, yeah. oh, you can uh, it's like, oh, you can teleport, but you can only teleport four feet. It's yeah. like, okay, sure, you can use these super cool powers. 
but you can only use them for five seconds. It just seems like yeah. there are such better ways to restrict um, abilities. Like well, I, yeah, he's not the, when he steals the like the essence or the memories of the power itself. I feel like it's a copied version that he retains that he remembers from the possession. And in that possession, he can perform that power outside of the five seconds. Because he's seen to do these powers. Like when he copies it, he can take it as his own in that aspect. He remembers the power so his mind is able to take an essence, put the essence into memory. And if the information overload becomes an issue, then he can like pass out or maybe, you know, whatever meet the criteria to for information overload. And the reason why I chose Plunder, but specifically for him, is it's not a normal psychic ability. He is, is psychic enough to possess your body, but He's psychic only in that five seconds. But he's still, he has like a connection. You still have that connection to someone in your memories. So like a friend and you still have that memory of them. I feel like the power is the memory. Well, that is, uh, you Otosaka. So, is there any closing, any other thoughts about him? Or are you just like totally mind blown? It's I have to I have to watch the anime in full now because I there's so many little <laughs> intricacies that I I I really need to study it. Um, and kind of break it down. Um, because I, I have not seen it uh, in its entirety um, from start to finish. However, I have seen Elfin Lied multiple times yeah. from its start to its finish in both dubbed and subbed and like not even English captioning and subtitle. Like, I've seen it so many times, it's not even funny because it is one of my favorite anime of all time. Oh, yeah. Elfin Light is really interesting because, you know, the the beings that have the psychic abilities is that will also perceive as, like, psych, uh, of psychic powers, but they are. I think the Vectors is really interesting in that regard as well. What do you think about the Vectors? Trying to figure out like what the whole I, I feel like there's some there's some backstory that gets left out. Yeah. But I I first off, I really like the animation of the vectors. I, I yeah. like that it's kind of like a 3D sort of animation yeah. compared to the, the 2D uh character style, but I I don't know, I'd love to have these giant ghost arms that yeah. just show up from behind me to do whatever. Um, but it, it also puts a different perspective on 
the mind control sort of concept because it's it's not she has like lucy just has a lot of arms so even though nobody else can really see them it looks like she's doing all these things with her brain but in reality it's well the vectors are telenetic in nature and origin they appear to possess they are the primary means of defense and more commonly offense against humans. However, it's believed that their real function isn't to kill, but to infect humans with the uh, Diclonius virus as portrayed by Kurma. And that virus, the Diclonius uh, virus, is a mysterious disease which Dionos species spread to infect and displace humans through their vectors as a means of ensuring that their children are born as Dilomi. So. And these are the beings that have the vectors associated with people like Lucy and other people related to her. And we first see her in the anime uh escaping the holding cell that they have her in. Like, that's the main introduction that we have. So what do you think of the main introduction when Lucy's going on the, I guess, the huge epidemic of what happened? I mean, I love the opening scene. Like, I can, I can just, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, I can see it. You know, and there's there's bullets flying, and there's blood and gore and naked girls, and you know, there's a lot to like about the intro. The <laughs> intro, um, but I I like the fact that it's not explicit from the start that she has these arms, yeah. and it's interesting because typically when we think of psychic stuff we sort of just imagine like you know a glass floating on over um yeah. like you've ever seen like the the kids movie uh matilda mm. yeah. right like she can just kind of wave her hands and stuff moves around and that's what it appears to be like for others around lucy but in reality albeit they are uh like telepathic arms but there is a physical manifestation yeah. in a way of yeah. what her powers are um but i do like that it, it's hard to understand if she is connected to the arms in any way yeah. or if they kind of have their a mind of their own like their main job seems to be to protect her and they do a really good job of that but then sometimes they they protect her a little too much and yeah uh, can kind of take on their own sort of personality. Yeah. And, you know, um, I don't know, because uh, Lucy by herself was the more passive form, the one that's not on the guard, not uh, it's the other side of her pers- personality. She has a split personality. 
and it really plays out that Lucy's the calmer side, not no unknowing of the vectors themselves. Yeah, she's in her um, I forget. Oh, what do they call her? Niu. Niu, um, which is the mad form. Uh, in her mad form or Niu, and it's basically a mystic form main protagonist and. She's also the queen, like Clonius, which is an evolutionary offshoot of the human race. So humans actually have very difficult time comes out into the story, it really plays a, a, a vital part in the storyline. Because you see the past and flashbacks of the childhood applied to present day and everything else. So what do you take from Lucy with the childhood and everything going on? It feels as though she was used as like a science experiment and had a normal childhood until something un yeah. undisclosed um, yeah. crazy happens. And yes. Yeah. We can just say something of traumatic experience really takes interest of the government into the first episode to, to basically put her in a cell or a holding facility to withstand her abilities. And Something I happened to attract negative attention. Right. That I, and negative I don't, attention is what I captured. I don't know why they didn't try to understand it. Um, because she's not like violent 24-7. So for her to be kind of chained up in the way that she was is, is very strange yeah. to me. Um, but it's also the humans not knowing how to deal with it. And I think there's like one professor or scientist that could know, but he also has a traumatic story as well. I think he there was a connection with Lucy, with other uh, other by clonious individuals that he has a connection with. But even him didn't fully understand everything. So his his uh, connection to them was limited. And the Diplomius Research Institute was the organization that, you know, took Lucy and all that. She was lucky that she wasn't, you know, in this concussion-like state to revert back to Lucy is kind of interesting in itself. It is kind of interesting to think, um, you know, we have this uh, human-like person who has some extraordinary ability, and I feel like there's kind of like 
three options, right? One, she can just run the world and take over. Um, or, yeah. uh, or she's extinguished. That's another option when humans get scared is they just kill stuff. Um, but it's interesting to see how they didn't try to figure her out or try to understand things, really. They sort of just locked her up. But if we think about um, another anime that has a really powerful lead, uh, Attack on Titan, you know, Eren has some incredible powers. But while they are very uh, anxious about letting him live, really, at first, they eventually understand... Uh, as he understands how to control his abilities, um, the people around him learn how to deal with having this knowledge yeah. that he is very powerful. So it's kind of interesting yeah. that I feel that uh, Lucy and um, Aaron yeah. could could be kind of uh, peers in a sense and on the same level, but yeah. the the treatment of them is... Polar opposites, almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's a lack of understanding and the hesitant for the alien side to understand him, but they eventually, in the process of understanding him, he also has to basically be in the command of the Survey Corps and the Research Institute that and the attack on Titan. While, you know, the Diaconius Research Institute takes a more dramatic and radical approach. They view him as weapons and mass destruction. So those not, you know, they after they employ another Diclonius to deal with Lucy, and you know, that really well if I could send you a person of your kind to deal with you. Then that's the only best hope we have because, for whatever reason, we can't handle the situation because you're more powerful than us. So that is the conclusion of this particular episode. Um, psychic and telepathic and psychokinesis takes many different forms. It's the aesthetic of the mind, how the mind has a mind of its own, and the sentient relating abilities of psychic powers really drives the notion of not only who is control, how they use it, but the interactions and the applications of such powers. Got any closing thoughts? No, it was it was really fun to kind of discuss and and pull apart these different uh, characters because you know when we're told that uh, a character has psychic abilities, I think we have one sort of assumption about that character. But when you really take the situation and and break it apart, uh, it's clear that there are so many different intricacies to what it means to be a psychic character. Oh yeah. So, and, you know, with psychic characters comes different versions and adaptations to the power. Though, it's like, with psychics alone, is like, 
a subset of like over 25 different abilities and how they're all classified under different like mediums, talking to ghosts and all the other types, you know, even possession and taking control of someone's body, you know, having the mind jutsu and Naruto is one such example of telepathic ability of mind control. It really says in itself that, you know, maybe it's not always the person with a spoon trying to bend it with their body or, you know, reading your mind and doing the magician's trick to see what card you have. It's really something that's like more than just in itself as a whole. This concludes with Saike Kuso, Disaster's Life of Saike Kai, Tatsumaki from One Punch Man, Yu Adosaka from Charlotte, and Lucy from Elven Lion. Thank you so much for participating in the audience members, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.